Hey guys. Hey hey. Good evening. Um I'm finally live and I am hoping that everyone can hear me. So okay. I have managed to check on my own now on my phone on the group so seems it's all okay. Right. Oh, I can take a sigh of relief. Do you know what was the worst thing? Has this ever happened to you where you've you know prepped yourself completely in terms of the job or the task that you're going to undertake and uh, you know for sure at you know 100% that everything that needs to be taken care of has been taken care of and and after you've completed the task you only realize after everything is over that there was one tiny element that was missing which actually made the biggest difference in the whole task has it ever happened to you i'm sure it's happened to a lot of people and i have just experienced this this morning actually you no know, i experienced it a little while ago because i did the same facebook live this morning you know everybody uh, firstly it's great that everybody got active on the poll and everybody's putting in their contribution because i know uh, you know the whole current external world has created a bit of lethargy and a lull in all of uh, uh, our states of mind so i'm glad that the poll is up and running and that everybody has been actively participating in the poll at talk about what they need so thank you for that and uh, based on what everybody was saying in that poll i decided to do an impromptu facebook live to share a few things that i know are very very essential and the few things that make the biggest difference so also proof that nobody saw that facebook live because i went through it after everything was over and i realized that the sound hadn't come through and how embarrassing is that you know and I, and you know as hoteliers and people in the hotel and hospitality business we we do not take embarrassment very lightly right it affects us personally so for me this was my complete crash moment it was it was like one of those instances where i've had in the early stages of my career where i was at the hotel and uh, i was wearing these super high heels and i was feeling really proud of myself that you know i'm i'm looking amazing in those heels and before i knew it the heel got caught in my sari and i tripped and tumbled and went woo straight out how embarrassing was that not going to remind myself over it but yes so this morning's live even though i thought i had set up all my technology really well having said that i'm using some new technology so it's possibly that i missed out a few things in it and didn't know but this one is working so i'm glad okay so i'm going to have to redo what i did this morning but it's for a good cause and it's well worth it okay uh let me jump in straight and i'm going to share my screen with you so that you see what i'm seeing there we are ah brilliant so since everybody's been talking about attitude mindset for success everybody's been talking about management skills everybody's been talking about integrity everybody's been talking about emotional well-being 
all of these factors play a very, very vital role in every single thing we do. And uh, as you're seeing on my screen, it's in times of change that those who are willing to learn and adapt that excel and succeed in the new world. So what does that really mean? You know, we all know it's a new world. It's been said enough. It's going to keep being said till our external world has some kind of a normality. And there's absolutely nothing we can do about how the situation plays out other than being sensible, keeping ourselves safe, keeping ourselves protected and so on. But in the new world, we have no choice but to excel. We have no choice but to succeed because as human beings, we are naturally inclined towards survival. And it's not just survival, but as hoteliers, we want to thrive, isn't it? So how can we in the new world adapt and change and learn and, and so on? Because we know that our skills that we have will still be required but what's definitely changed and whether we realize it or not, we have changed. This whole situation has made a massive impact on our psychology. So to be able to now think in a different way and to be able to now do things in a different way is going to be the biggest, biggest learning and adaptation that we need. And I want to share something that I, my guru talks about, and that is, Excellence and success are 80% psychology and 20% skills. So anybody who's, uh, who knows of Tony Robbins, has ever heard of him, has ever seen a bit of his work, or has ever attended any of his events will know this aspect that at the end of the day, it's our psychology over skill that makes the biggest difference in everything we do. All of us in this collective are trained hoteliers we may not be trained in the same area of the hotel, but we're all trained and skilled enough on our jobs. What makes the difference on the people who progress, the people who succeed, the people who persevere, the people who uh, you know, gain promotions or you know, you know, thrive in their careers is the psychology. And same thing goes for organizations, same things go for hotel to hotel. Why does one hotel succeed over another? It's because the team that works there, their mindsets are in sync, their psychology success oriented and so on. So I wanted to just jump in and share a little more of this with you guys. So you know where you need to put, place your attention going forward into this new normal. Yeah. So um, everybody knows about the iceberg, right? You know, an iceberg is visible uh, one-seventh above the level of water and six-seventh below the level of water. So the massive part of the iceberg is below. And what is above is just one-seventh of it. Um, in our places of work, we say, we say we work with our vision, with our mission, with our goals, with our strategy, with our values, with our policies, correct? That's what we set. That's what we set towards uh, achieving or, or uh, we create these from the point of some kind of a roadmap on what we need to, uh, what results we need and so on. Uh, but what's really happening is below the surface. What's the area that's influencing all of this that we do is below the surface. Now on the, on the, surf, on the uh, below the surface level, 
if you see these points, the first aspect that affects all of us is our culture. You know, we all come from different cultures. It doesn't matter whether we live in the same country, whether we live in a different country, we speak the same language, don't speak the same language and so on. We all have a unique culture and that culture comes down to our specific traditions, our specific way of upbringing, the kind of educational background we had, the kind of, you know, uh, town we come from, whatever it may be. Okay, mindset, extremely essential and possibly the most important that plays the most vital role in everything we do is our mindset. Our mindset is influenced by our culture. And then we have our belief systems. And by that, I'm not talking about religious beliefs. I'm talking about what we believe to be true and what we believe to be not true, or what we believe is, or what we believe isn't, or what is possible, or what is not possible, or what we believe that we can, or what we believe that we can't, or what we believe that we should, and what we believe that we shouldn't. So it's our beliefs that impact every single thing that we do say or think okay the assumptions that we make which is quite similar to the beliefs that we have the unwritten rules unwritten rules could be your social conditioning in terms of again what your social structure is made of and uh, what are those unwritten rules about the should and the shouldn'ts uh, the can'ts and the don'ts and the won'ts and you know whatever else uh, the norms the norms that you again possibly hold in your life as an individual, what are the norms that you live your life by? Uh, the stories we tell ourselves, oh, we tell ourselves a lot of stories, isn't it? If you're not telling yourself a story, then there is something actually wrong with your, you know, your, you know something up there because each one of us, no matter how sorted, no matter how successful, no matter how much we achieve, there is a story we tell ourselves. And usually that story is something that holds us back. Um, it's very, it's very, very unusual that somebody is, as an individual, telling himself or herself a positive story that's propelling them forward. Stories are the ones that usually hold us back. And our perceptions about everything. Perceptions are really key. And I was sharing this example this morning because I talked about uh, my own career at the Taj when I started working in the hotel industry. And I come from a very, very humble background where Luxury was never a concept, you know, luxury and uh, being in a luxurious environment was, you know, it was non-existent. We weren't even aware of what luxury is, so to speak. And then moving from that kind of a background to working in, in a hotel company that only runs luxury hotels was a massive step up. And I'm very grateful that I had the opportunity. But the fact is my perceptions came in the way of the speed at which I could have progressed in my career, my perceptions about, you know, the people who spend money at the hotels. You know, for me, I just could not fathom at the time how was it possible for people to spend so much money when I was actually earning, you know, a small percentage of what they were spending at the hotel. So all of these things, they make a big impact. And these collectively or individually could be making an, uh, you know, uh, in, could be influencing how we think and therefore how we behave, what we say, and based on that, how we contribute to this aspect of our organizations or our jobs. So it's extremely essential to be aware of this. Now, there are a lot of people who are aware of this, uh, but they don't necessarily know how 
to make the change because if any of these elements are negative or they're not contributing towards positive progress towards success then it makes a massive impact um, so what we really want to focus on is what really happens break these things down into smaller steps and see where it goes from there for each one so just want to quickly share with you this sort of a um, you know flow if i may call it in terms of what really happens um, so let's say that you had uh, an unsuccessful attempt at something given the current scenario again even uh, but why the current scenario even before the current scenario even before covid um, hoteliers have always had challenges uh, because of the nature of the business and the nature of the industry and the nature of the work that we're doing um, and there's never a situation where everything is perfect right so let's say just for generically speaking in any context if there has been an unsuccessful attempt if there's been an effort and that has been unsuccessful for whatever reason it could be because you didn't know how or it could be because uh, you didn't have enough resources or whatever the reason might be the attempt in delivering a result was unsuccessful so what is the impact on our psychology then it leads to demotivation okay it does lead to a feeling of demotivation whether we are again aware or not it's already happening at the deeper level at the you know below the surface of the iceberg level the demotivation reduces our self confidence which means that uh, the next time we might have to try we might you know uh, not try or maybe try half heartedly or etc because we we're, we're operating from a place of reduced self confidence that in turn creates a mental block and when we have a mental block our brains are working in survival mode rather than thriving mode yeah uh, a mental block basically effectively really physiologically it means that the your, your brain's capacity to think and create solution is is blocked and what it's only working on is the bare minimum in terms of what does it need to do to keep you alive okay because our brains are uh, as an organ the job of the brain is to keep you alive to keep you safe okay the job of the brain is not to uh by default it does not create solutions it has the capacity to uh but you got to make it do that yeah so there's a big difference so naturally speaking when there is a reduced self confidence or a state of demotivation what your brain thinks is that you you need uh you're in danger you're under threat and you need to survive so what it does is it creates it shuts down all the other centers of the brain that will generate and create ideas it doesn't happen okay and the result of this is then you keep going back you you actually don't go anywhere so you either uh back at square one event one or you keep going back into this whole circle and you know you get stuck in this in this sort of scenario and in the bargain the this part of your work starts to suffer and this shows and a lot of you are general managers in this collective a lot of you are hotel managers a lot of you may be team managers and you'll have seen this in your teams for sure right and you'll possibly have experienced it for yourselves as well so 
So the point or the purpose of this is we don't want to get stuck here. We want to break out of this. And the easiest way to do it is when we identify at which point we are stuck. And trust me, guys, breaking out of this cycle is actually the easiest thing that one can do. The most difficult thing is to remain in this situation. And then, you know, the more we remain in this, the, the deeper it pulls us in. It just keeps sucking us in. So uh, the reason I say it's really easy is I want to share one more thing is I had taught this to my son when he was eight years old. He's 11 now. Um, when he was eight and he had an inter-school competition for amongst some 800 children. And he was meant to present a topic that would be helpful to everybody. So he went and took this information and you know changed it around in his own basic way. And he went and presented it to 800 kids and some you know, 50 teachers and judges. And um, it was so impressive for everybody else that he won that competition. And, and I love saying this. And the reason I love saying it is not because of the fact that he won it, but because of the fact that how easy and simple it is to understand and to break out of, okay? So yeah, so this is basically what he did in his own way where uh, from his eight-year-old child brain, he was thinking about things that things go wrong. And in his world, things go wrong, meaning he could have lost a toy, broken a toy, left his important things behind at school, which is very, very common with children. You know, So when things go wrong, we get frustrated. When we get frustrated, we have negative feelings in our body, but we're never aware of them. Okay, and these negative feelings then affect our thoughts and our thoughts affect our words and our behavior. Again, we all know this, but we do not pay conscious attention to it because it's all happening just so quickly, right? And then when we have negative words, negative body language, negative behavior, it gets us into more trouble. And the more trouble we get into, now more things go wrong, correct? So we, we've all, again, had some experience of this. So what is the solution? What is the solution? The solution is to move. So we're still in our iceberg. But if you, if you split this iceberg, we've got the left-hand side, which is the one that's negative. So where our attitudes are uh, not what they should be. Our internal focus is not what it should be. Uh, we have a lot of fear. We have a lot of negative feelings that are sitting in us that don't allow us to perform at the level we want to. So what we do is through changing our awareness, changing our attitude, changing our approach. And I want to show you that as well. Yeah. So our 3A mind style is what I love talking about is, is really operating at three different points or identifying at which point we need to make the change. Do we need to make the change in our awareness? One, or, and by awareness, we mean the things that we know. So it could be, do we need to have, a, do we need to upskill ourselves in what we do? Do we need a different skill? Or do we need to think differently? Or do we need to know something differently? Uh, or do we need a different attitude 
And the reason uh, I'm very happy that somebody put attitude in the poll is because this is a very, very vital component of everything we do. So an attitude is a settled way of thinking about anything or how we feel about something, right? And usually our attitudes are made up of very, very early experiences in our life. So we've already pre-decided certain things based on certain experiences. Uh, so I'm just saying, uh, like my attitude towards an iron, uh, you know, is like, oh, I don't like ironing clothes and not because it's a chore. Yes, because it's a chore actually, but more because my attitude towards an iron is more of, uh, you know, um, I don't want to go near it because when I was a child, I was accidentally burnt on my back with an iron. So that's obviously created my attitude towards that function because at a hidden level or at a deeper level, there must have been some fear, there's resistance, right? And it's funny that I'm bringing this up because I've actually never actually thought about this in my life. So, so that's my attitude is, is a little bit of resentment, a little bit of resistance towards ironing clothes, okay? And then your third element is your approach. And approach is a way you do something. And when we don't achieve a certain result, the common, the common thing is for us to try and different and do something else, okay? Or keep doing it. Um, in fact, th there's a fresh example on this one. My son was doing his homework yesterday and um, everything is online now, as we know. So he was on Google Classroom sitting and doing his homework and there was clear instructions there about what keystroke he needed to use um, to do some math symbols that he was doing. And rather than reading those clear instructions, which were pretty clear, he went on to Google, he researched what keystrokes he can use on his Mac and he, you know, all of that stuff. And then he kept trying to do what Google was showing instead of what instructions there were on his homework sheet. Okay, and then he was getting frustrated because what he was trying to do didn't work. And the approach that he had was, he just kept repeating the same thing, even though it wasn't working. And finally he got frustrated, came up to me and said, mom, it's not working, I need your help. And all I needed to do is help him and say, let's read the instructions. Okay, let's read the instructions and Let's try what the instructions say. And then when he tried it pronto, everything started working. So it's really what happens again with our states of mind. Um, so guys, the 3A mind style is really about identifying and changing or adding uh, an element that needs your awareness to be top, your attitude to be top and your ability to identify a different approach, your ability to take a different approach, okay? So that's what the 3A mind style is about. And under hotelier excellence, that's exactly what we offer to all hoteliers because we know how challenging the job already is. And uh, depending on, I would actually love to throw this open to you guys because um, I know in, in the old normal, uh, what, we used to do was run workshops for the hotel teams. And some of you have been on those workshops and some of you have benefited greatly from it. Some of you have 
are still you know, using those tools and techniques to make the changes. Uh, but in the new normal, uh, that's not possible. So what is it that you guys would love? Would you love to be in a virtual workshop? Would you love to do some self-learning? Would you love one-to-one -one sessions where you, know, you get clarity on your specific requirements? What is it that you would love? Put your comments below and let me know because we are here to make that difference for you. And we want to make that difference because uh, I love my industry, I love hotels, um, and I love hoteliers, of course. So this is my contribution. I wanna do as much as I can from whatever I know. Okay, guys, so do get involved. Uh, put down your comments. Let me know what works for you. Does virtual workshops work for you? Because we wanna cover these aspects before we start looking at upskilling or adding a different skill set. Because currently the market is full of people who already have the skills, but they don't have the jobs, okay? So the ones who have the jobs are gonna do whatever they can to retain them. The ones who don't have the jobs are doing whatever they can to get a job or you know, find a new way of, or, or even a new business. In fact, funnily, before I uh, went on to this uh, live session, I was on another call and uh, somebody was talking about helping people who have been furloughed, who don't have the possibility of working or going back to a job in the current scenario. And he is helping them to set up their own small businesses. And I thought that was fantastic. So with you guys, um, I know business some of, for some of you may sound like a massive word, but setting up a small business that helps you gain your source of income and keep you going in the new normal is vital. So wherever you are, uh, give me a comment on what you would like or how you would like to learn these elements. Um, virtual workshops or one-to-one -one sessions or self-learning, whatever it is that you like, we are here, we're all at home, working from home. Uh, I'm based in London and we're going through another lockdown. So all the time on hands, guys. Okay, so let me know and I will see you in the next one. Thank you for being here. Bye.